You are listening to Be the Love, transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness. We are souls on the journey, opening up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez, and we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. Hop on board the Ascension Bus. I'm Lara from Light Post by Lara. I'm the Tigers of the Light. This is Brad Panopoulos. Hi guys, this is Nina Sauer. This is Dig with Sacred Fire Arts. Namaste, my name is Ischilla Joy Davey, and you're listening to Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And thank you so much for tuning in this week. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would be so grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews really help the show become more visible and spread the word to others. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy, and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this now moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself, and breathing out that light and love and sending it to all of humanity, remembering that you always have your breath to come back to. And so today we have Rachel Grant Dixon. Rachel is the host of She's Awake podcast, living life with truth, purpose, and passion. She's a sport and performance psychology consultant and works with individuals, companies, and sports teams. Rachel specializes in teaching techniques and strategies that help people optimize their performance and increase their work productivity. Rachel believes that each person has their own path to truth and that each person is unique in the way that they contribute to the world. Discovering that purpose and passion is what life is all about. So thank you so much for being here today with us, Rachel. I'm really excited to to get to be here and really hang out with you guys. I mean, just the interactions that I've had with you have been wonderful. And Absolutely. I feel like uh, we're in it, we're in this community together. And so I am looking forward to what gets created in the next, you know, little bit of time that we have together. Absolutely. Me too. I love these conscious conversations and we can really open up and, and share that and, and learn from each other. And so I'd really love to hear um, what got you down your spiritual path. Isn't that a loaded question? Right? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't start no. small. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's a couple of different things. You know, one in terms of spirituality, I grew up in a wonderful family that was religious and I love my faith-based uh, community, my, my family of origins, religion. Um, I grew up with concepts of God, of, you know, Jesus Christ, of, um, and this concept of spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Guide, right? So I grew up nurtured in the idea that there was something guiding me and that I could ask questions and that I could get answers um, from that source. And that was a wonderful, again, nurturing environment. And with that environment came boxes, came um, stereotypes, came uh, a pattern in which I did not always feel like I fit. I was confused oftentimes, even in that nurturing environment, not feeling like I was experiencing what was being expressed over the pulpit as this is what's, this is what you should be experiencing. And I didn't always have that. And so there were times of confusion for me. And fast forward, um, I'm a very active person, played athletics my whole life, still do. I have a huge passion for horses and equine, still do presently, still uh, ride and, and enjoy all aspects of my horsemanship. And so I found myself that I had a lot of passion. Um, I also love this world. Um, I love learning things. And so this idea of spirituality just continued to grow. But I would be remiss if I didn't say <laughs> that um, I, I feel very strongly that I was cultivated to, quote, awaken. I didn't even know what it was until it happened to me. And so for people that are hearing this podcast and um, maybe aren't uh, like relating, I, look, I get it um, because I, if, in fact, I always joke and I say, if, if me five years ago would have talked to me, I would have walked away from that lady. Um, I would have felt very uncomfortable with the things that she was saying. I would not have understood until it happened to me. And I have a date, I call it, it was May 21st, 2015. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't explain it and I can't still, and I don't even want to really, I, why spend time doing that? Um, I did for a number of years, try to figure it out, but what I am is just grateful for it. And um, I recognized something and it awakened my soul and it was mm -hmm. an amazing journey, painful, gut-wrenching and mm -hmm. fell on my face several times. <laughs> um, but there was a powerful source that kept saying, get back up, Rachel, mm. there's more to learn. There's, there's there. It's like, um, I felt like the divine was saying to me, your life as you know, it will never be the same. Mm. And that has proven to be, um, true for, for me, for me, mm -hmm. that has been true. And that I live life now with a lot more curiosity and wonderment. And, um, so that has been my journey. And so with that has brought all kinds of dynamics and I'm, I'm grateful for all of it, but it isn't easy either. And so um, I, I honor that there is a shadow side of the journey life for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like you've been on quite the journey and just really just, you know, having to look at a lot of things and with awareness and with um, 
truth. And, and sometimes those are not the hardest or the easiest truths to really look at. And so, yeah. So thank you for sharing a little bit about your journey. And the, um, I'm curious, like about your podcast and like how that fit into your part of your awakening. And, um, the, I, I love the, the title of it. She's awake. Um, so Tell, tell us a little bit about your podcast and that's one of my favorite stories to tell. Yeah, that's <laughs> a little bit about me. You have to know that I am probably one of the most untechnical people on the planet. Um, mm. I had not listened to a podcast until I recorded my first podcast. Mm. I didn't even know that there was an app on my phone, <laughs> but I, because of my journey that awake that started in 2015, um, things started to just come to me in really, uh, again, I call them unique to me, but I started to really uh, do the best that I could with what I knew at the time to communicate what I was seeing, feeling, and experiencing with God. Now, for me and my language and the way I was raised, that term was God. My community and the She's Awake community will know that I'm very open to all languages of what we call source. So I'm not even limited to just that one term, though it's the most comfortable term for me. Mm-hmm. But I felt God. I felt this request, this invitation. Would you start a podcast? No. Let's be clear, God. Clearly, no. You <laughs> don't want me. <laughs> and um, But this impression, this prompting just kept coming. And I thought, well... You know how you eventually pull the covers down a little bit Mm. and you kind of start looking? Mm -hmm. I started to look and I thought, well, what would that be? What would that podcast be? And so I did some more research and my slogan is between God and YouTube, you can learn anything, right? (laughs) So I started to literally just learn how to podcast through watching YouTube videos. Mm. And I made a lot of mistakes in the beginning, which I love. I, I totally own those mistakes. I didn't know how to compress audio. I didn't have the right microphone. It wasn't positioned right. Anyway, all the things, right, that we learn starting on our own. But my title is what I am the most just passionate about. Because again, anyone that listens to the podcast will know that this is not a feminine podcast. The word he is in she. It is a universal all-inclusive, everyone invitation to come and partake of the community. And I I remind my community a lot because I totally get it. When you see the word she's awake, you you immediately think of gender, you know, that this is more for women. I can tell you, I have as many male um, followers as I do female. And I don't speak just to women, though I, you know, obviously a lot of my lived experiences comes through. Um, my experiences as a woman, but I have this connection where I can see things and they're like, it's like, it's genderless. This is just a human experience. And so the word uh, she's awake, um, we have such a masculine uh, terminology everywhere, biblically. I mean, our, our law, everything's written in this masculine form. And so I love she's awake because it flips on its head that we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And I love the word she, because he is in she in the English language. Mm-hmm. And I intend, I mean, I recognize that that's an English word. Um, but again, God was speaking to me and that is the language I speak, which is English. 
Mm-hmm. But I recognize that this is just, this is something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about just the, you know, the whole awakening idea and, and not an idea, but like what the, you know, what is happening now, because there, I think there is a lot happening with awakening and the transformation of that divine feminine. And so, and, and the masculine and balancing those. And so, um, so, so tell us, like, let's talk about that. Let's dive into that piece of it. Um, what are your thoughts around just the awakening of the divine feminine and, and how we're, you know, balancing out? It's exciting. Uh, and this is where I feel like we can start talking in a language that, that transcends gender. If we look at nature you know, things grow, a lot of things grow in the ground and it's dark, right? It's, it's Mm -hmm. womb centered. It is nurtured in with a variety of different things, whether it's the soil, it's Mm -hmm. water, sun, I mean, all of the things. And so we're experiencing that, but growth is painful. I've given birth to three children for me, childbirth was also painful. And so what I'm seeing is um, this birthing process of the divine feminine Mm. and that and we're and we're seeing the the painful side of awakening to it and i find it exciting and also i have a lot of compassion for the people that are saying wait a minute um my life in the way i've ever seen quote god is changing and i think that this is even beyond just source because to me the divine feminine divine masculine harmonizing it's the other thing that flipped for me completely on its head was, oh my gosh, this actually isn't about God. God's already God, right? Source is already source. <laughs> this is about me. Mm. This is about my harmonizing these and en- these two powerful energies and harmonizing them within myself mm. and claiming them, emulating them, owning them and continually progressing. So for me, the divine feminine has been I think calculatedly removed from for for centuries and centuries and of time and it's like there's a rumbling so powerful that we can no longer ignore it mm-hmm. and um the more we can move into it and and not resist the painful sides of it I think as a collective we will start to embrace the harmony within ourselves and others Mm-hmm. in a way that we've never experienced as a world community. Yeah. I love what you said. I mean, just as far as like harmonizing the masculine fem- feminine within, because we tend to look outward so much and so often. And so recognizing that the outward experience, there's no separation between the inner journey. And so when we are truly in balance with ourselves and the balance of the masculine and feminine and sure we might have one might be a little bit more you know um, might have more feminine than masculine or vice versa you know but it's not about gender it's transcending through that gender but balancing the two then the relationships outside of ourselves can be more harmonized have you noticed that <laughs> yes i've noticed that in with with basically every relationship that I'm in, whether it's with my wonderful husband of, of 21 years with my children, you know, 
community members, um, my even just the way I work with my my horses, the way I work with the equine, I start to realize that oh, if I'm out of balance, it's you know mm. it. I can I can tell that, and mm. then bringing it back into balance, it just everything is easier. Everything has less resistance, and you know, I, I don't know that there's, I have yet to discover within myself one way of balancing this. I, I feel like this is the soul's journey where we're all going to the same end point, right? We all are like walking home, but I can't tell you, Sam, or you, Stacy, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. I, we certainly, this is where I, you know, we were talking about this earlier uh, before we started the recording, but this is where it's so exciting to listen to each other. Mm-hmm. This is where we stop thinking we know everything mm-hmm. and we say, what have you learned? Mm-hmm. What has shadow taught you? Mm-hmm. Let's stop trying to avoid shadow. Light travels with shadow. Mm-hmm. So the the journey that we're all on i think starts here and here where we listen what have you learned and i love the word that you used earlier stacy when we were just chatting is activate mm-hmm. i was activated by by something and i am so grateful for what that activation did and so as we share hey this is just what i'm experiencing right now I find that let's stop putting a period at the end of everything and calling that forever truth. Mm -hmm. Let's use a lot of commas and run on sentences Mm -hmm. because that's how we grow together Mm -hmm. when we can share what we've learned both from light and from shadow because I actually really believe that that is the key to unlocking who you are and the divine feminine masculine energies within you. And I don't care if we call it divine feminine masculine, if we call it apples and oranges or grapes and strawberries, purple and black, I don't, whatever it is, that's what I'm saying is the more we blow up the boxes of what we think this is, and we start to just share and learn, mm-hmm. and we're going to walk around with a lot of integrated people. Mm. Yeah. I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, I was just going to, to say, um, you know, one one thing that we I think we try to really emphasize on this podcast is that you know the uh, the shadows, the dark, you know that that is just as important as the light. You know, and you said it so beautifully that you know we 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 do need both. That light carries on the shadow. You know, and that's really cool. I've never heard that before. That's a really really awesome analogy of of how to explain, you know, how the shadow and the light need each other. And um, I completely agree with you. You know, I am a firm, firm believer that if we are to ascend as an individual, if we are to ascend as a collective, if we are to ascend as a planet, that shadow needs to come with us right with the light. You know, we can't just drop the shadow or, or pretend like it doesn't exist and just focus, focus, focus on the light because it just, it's, you know, the, 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 the universe does not work that way, you know, and we have been shown time and time again that the universe does not work that way. Um, 
so I think it's it's really awesome, you know, in, in your podcast as well, that you do put an emphasis on the shadow like we do and that, you know, try to reassure the people listening that it's okay to, you know, go into the shadow. It's okay to transcend that shadow. That shadow is there for a reason. And, you know, a, a lot of the reasons it was initially for protection. It was initially for, especially, you know, for me in my childhood, that shadow, that dark was there to protect me, you know, and now being an adult, I don't need it to protect me anymore, but I need to tell it what to do now. You know, I, I, I need to work with it, like, because the shadow's not going away, but it needs to be transcended. It needs to be, you know, moved to a, a more, um, like, suitable spot, something to where, you know, it will harmonize with the light, you know, so, um, and I also really like, you know, the, the She's Awake podcast that, you know, he's and she. And um, lately it has been been seeming like, you know, the, the divine feminine is getting that bump, you know, that huge just, it's just, you know, skyrocketing right now. But the, the, the masculine is, you know, it, it's right there. And it's, it's, uh, it's, not, it, it's not so much a power struggle anymore. It's more of a complimentary thing you know and i think a lot of people are are seeing that right now and you know you uh working with your horses and working with your animals you know i'm actually kind of curious to you know what messages do they give you about the divine feminine and divine masculine because you know animals they they don't have they they don't have a separation like humans do you know it's it's nature it's natural so can you kind of just touch on you know like your experience with animals and the divine masculine and feminine with working with them yeah stop me though because again <laughs> this is one of my favorite things to talk about uh because you know my i my passion is for equine but truly i love all animals and have had unique experiences with animals really my whole life one of the things that i feel like they could that they would tell you if if they could is to be present in the moment where all things are possible working with horses, they, they are a revolving door of what is present. What presently scares them? What presently helps them feel better? What presently answers their questions of curiosity? So I, I've learned to communicate with them by watching their body language and they are talking all the time with their ears, with their breath, with their tail, with their rib cage, all of the parts. And my trainer would say all of the things, right? We as human beings need to start to recognize when we're asking questions as well to whether it's to another human being or to, to source, to the universe, to the, or to the collective, you know, ascended masters. Hey, I've, I've got a question and it's manifesting through the shoulder pain or I, my, my breath is so tight. It's high up in my chest, right? So working with the equine has taught me to tune into my own body. And what questions uh, my, we are always answering the same question. How am I safe? How am I valued? How am I loved? Am I safe? Am I secure, protected, right? The horses are asking the same thing all the time. When they walk by a tarp, when they cross a bridge, when they walk through water, they're saying, am I safe? Is this safe? And, mm -hmm. and through checking in with their body, their body is going to tell them they have these incredible senses. In fact, I was just out riding um, a new horse that I'm 
looking to actually purchase. And I don't know her very well. We don't necessarily have that fullness of trust yet because we're we're still dating. <laughs> we're still we're still in the honeymoon phase, right? Yeah. <laughs> but she stopped. She she stopped in the trail. And that can be a couple of different things. It can be, oh, you're being naughty. Um, you can like it, it can it, it can be a couple of different things. My sense was it wasn't. My sense was she sent something that I could not see or hear. Mm. So I had a choice to check into my own body, to connect to her body and say, what the heck is this Oakley? Mm -hmm. Well, within 20 seconds, another horse came up the trail, right? Mm. She could sense something coming. Now she can't communicate with me and say, Hey, Rachel, I'm sensing another living creature coming up the trail. Mm -hmm. But because I could check in with my own body and how did her body response make my body feel? I could say to everybody else, cause I was the lead horse. I was riding the lead horse. Hey, something's coming. And I feel like we have those leaders out there right now. Um, and they're saying, Hey, something's coming. And that's why we, we, this and this are the skills we're all learning in humanity right now, because mm -hmm. I'm not saying that anyone is telling us for our own personal lives, what to do. But there are the ascended masters that are communicating saying, hey, there is not that something's coming. I don't think it's something. I think it's an opportunity. An opportunity is coming to humanity. Would you like, they're inviting us to take this ascended journey. And being present in the body is one of just something that so profoundly has impacted my life, especially in the last probably year and a half as I have more deeply committed to my horsemanship. Mm. I love that. You know, I think that really, I mean, comes back to that, you know, our bodies are our barometer and we have to connect with our bodies. And, you know, and as I think a lot of people are going through the healing of trauma right now, and they're letting go of a lot of things that, you know, in that shadow and, and, and that's going to continue to help get connected to their, to their bodies so that they can tune in and trust and, you know, send, give these messages that we all need to hear. And, you know, because they're trusting now that what they're, what's coming through them and, you know, honoring that part. Um, I just, you know, what you said about, you know, the, the horse and tuning into the horse, I think, because it's energy, right? You're tuning into the energy of the horse and, and trusting your own body. And I think when we all connect to each other in that way, um, we are, you know, activating parts of ourselves because we're, we're trusting our own intuition and recognizing that, yeah, something, something big is coming right now. And, and, you know, what is that? And what is this shift? And what is this, you know, awareness that is coming through? And, and what am I feeling right now? And how can I, how can I truly tap into that and share um, this wisdom? You know, I, I just a little quick story, I think is so cool. Cause um, I, and I don't know if my dad's going to listen to this or not, but <laughs> I was, uh, my dad is kind of going through something the other day and, uh, and I taught him Ho'oponopono. And so he had never like heard of it and he, you know, it's not, and it wasn't in his awareness, um, but he was open to learning about it. And which was so cool because I was like able to share this. I just, something told me, okay, give my dad this this wisdom, this little, this tool technique and, 
And then the next day he texts me, he's like, what were those four phrases again? <laughs> and so like, um, we, yeah, shared that, but that's like, even the people that you don't think are going to be open to it just by, you know, trusting your own intuition and saying, here is, you know, this, or here's this message I want to share with you so that, you know, that you never know where that's going to land or, you know, how people are going to perceive, but we are, I really believe we're all activating each other right now and giving each other messages we truly need to hear and we need to tap in and trust and listen to that part of ourselves. When it's, it's important too, I find in on the journey is again, this is just our English language, but we need to be okay with making mistakes. If there isn't even, even if that is a thing, Mm -hmm. the, one of the things I have observed just in working with uh, clients and uh, I haven't really talked about like my professional career, but uh, just working with people in terms of uh, breaking through some of their limiting beliefs and whether it's personal or professional, which I think it's all the same thing anyways, but mm -hmm. um, sometimes I get dressed up and go into a business office. I do the same thing, whether it's um, in person or uh, at an office, it's, it's all the same thing that is just recognizing that if we can address and talk to the part of ourselves that's afraid of making a mistake, it's probably one of the most limiting factors as humankind is because we are so conditioned to shame ourselves and others mm -hmm. when they, they do fall or they do make a mistake or they misinterpret or uh, they're trying. And uh, because we have these boxes and what we think it should look like and we should on each other, mm -hmm. uh, it really, and I feel like this is part of the, shedding that's happening within the divine feminine and divine masculine is you're right sam to your point we do have the divine masculine i would also say that a lot of that is false and broken of what we even think uh divine masculine is and so there while there is when you said there was kind of a surge or an increase in divine feminine i'm 100 percent with you and i felt in my body i'm like you know how you, you're really thirsty, you've been thirsty and you finally get that refreshing drink. Mm -hmm. I feel like humanity is experiencing that whether they know it's the divine feminine or not, this, there is a surge of this energy that's coming in. And simultaneously, we have to peel off what isn't real, what isn't the highest vibrational manifestation of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Mm -hmm. And so we are so supported right now. If we can continue to tap into that support, it doesn't mean that we're going to be void of the mistakes or the, 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 the days where you just feel like, ah, oh, I'm done. I'm out, you know, you know, sub one coach, right. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, those days are, they're going to, they're going to come and that's so purposeful it's okay to get tired in this journey too. And it, I mean, it's, it's all of the things we're mm -hmm. all of the things. Mm -hmm. So acknowledge the surge. It's a good thing because we have been thirsty mm -hmm. for centuries. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's been such a void in, you know, just the, the balance of the energies and yeah, now I think I love, you know, just that, you know, we are, we have been thirsty. And now that we're, we're being filled up now, we're being given permission to 
be in the flow, be in, tap into some of those energy, the feminine energy, you know, that, and, and not the, you know, cause I think when people sometimes, you know, think about feminine, cause I, I work with a lot of people and I, I try to work with their energies and teach them about divine feminine and what that feels like. And there's a lot of, a lot of uh, beliefs, misconceptions around like what it means, like being, you know, submissive and weak and, you know, all of these things. And, and so when we can really change that perspective and say, well, what about the, this side of it? What's like, you know, maybe that's the perception that's been given, but here's like this other, you know, when we tap into our creativity, our flow, our, you know, the loving presence, the nurturing, you know, the things that are like, you know, um, that, you know, as even as women, like trying to tap into more so than say working like nine to five and being super goal focused. And that's what we've been, you know, really, I think, uh, conditioned to feel like we need to be, to be a man in the man's world. Um, but like balancing that and like, and, and breaking out of, I love that, you know, breaking out of those boxes that we've been conditioned to be in. And so helping bring that flow back into balance. And that, that we've all been thirsty for, like, let's all go out and dance. Let's go out and like, just, you know, not feel like we have to make things happen, but be in that flow of, you know, allowing things to happen. And so um, I know you mentioned not knowing maybe how to tell someone to tap into that. Um, but I'm, I'm just wondering, like, in your experience, like, how would someone uh, find that flow or find that balance within themselves? And like, how do they, um, how can you tell if you're constricted and to maybe release some of that, that energy? Oh, I love that question because I think that was, that's something I'm still developing within myself. Mm -hmm. uh, it expands all the time. Mm -hmm. The key is awareness and observation. Mm -hmm. I, uh, used to, and I love this, so I, I don't want to um, impose any kind of um, condition where I wouldn't agree with this, but I have kind of given up on like programs and scripts and a lot of ritualistic things. Um, because for me, the present moment of observation and awareness is where I'm at. And so I can, um, tap in and find out, oh, I'm out of balance here or here. That has been over time in practice and having my own coaches help me with those skill sets. Mm. What I also love is I love affirmations. I do love programs. I do love rituals. I do love scripts. If that's what you need, if that's where you're at. Mm. Um, so I liked people to feel into what's working for them and then also I encourage them and invite them to let it go because things aren't necessarily meant to stay with us forever. Uh, I always use the pacifier analogy. All my kids were pacifier babies, right? And then there was that time when, okay, we don't, you don't need this anymore. We're, they're older and they're able to self-soothe and that um, root reflex has been integrated and all of the things, right? But it's hard, you know, because that has brought so much security and comfort. And so our routines and our rituals and our affirmations, all those things are beautiful. But part of breaking out of that is 
saying, thank you, you've helped me so much, or even allowing it to expand and grow. The, the uh, I always pronounce it, I think I don't pronounce it correctly, but the Ho'oponopono, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One day, just in my own private meditation, I was shown what comes after that. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. Now, does it negate that prayer and, and that power, the powerful um, uh, results, I guess you could say from doing that? No, it doesn't. But for me, I was like, oh, this is, this is then what comes next, right? Mm-hmm. So for integrating into our soul, that's why I think we need to take the periods out of our life. Like this is now whole and complete for me because that is where that's, I think where we start to co-create our own stuckness Mm -hmm. because we become dependent on something um, that was only ever meant to stay with us for a period of time, like that Mm -hmm. pacifier. Right. Or that, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that because I think, you know, I know in my own life, I've gotten stuck in certain patterns where I'm like, oh, this is, you know, this is going to happen and I, I need this. And, you know, but recognizing when you can truly recognize when something is not serving you anymore and you can let that go. And then there's something new and new energy that comes in, you know, you can, you, it, then it does start to flow, like taking the, those periods off, you know, lots of run on sentences. I love that. What you said, you know, that's just a beautiful way to think about it because we're not, you know, because that, that constricts us. Like when we, you know, recognize even, you know, the fact of like relationships, we think, oh, you know, we've been conditioned, you know, in the past, like, um, that, okay. Like you want to get married and you have, you know, live with someone for the rest of your life and, you know, and, and that's your, your life. But like, sometimes even relationships don't serve you anymore. And sometimes it comes to a place and you're like, okay, well, this is, this has served me up to this point. What did I learn? What were the lessons, the gifts here? And now, now what's next for me? You know, it's that person was a gift, you know, doesn't mean it has to last forever, you know? And so recognizing that there, it becomes a flow in life, you know, when you can look at things in that way. Yeah. And that is, that's a journey because uh, we have these again, these beautiful traditions. I, I study with a shaman. Mm. And so that's been fascinating (laughs) to uh, be educated more in that healing ritualistic healing and things like that. It's, it's pretty awesome, but that's one of the things that is, that I do love about it is it is an exploratory experience. Every, we call it journeying, which is, I think Mm -hmm. similar to like meditation or things like that, but we call it journeying. And frequently that's done to drumming. Mm-hmm. And my teacher would say like, she, she gives us enough information to launch us in our journey. But then she's like, whatever happens, allow, allow that to happen. And that is a learned skill that I would, again, I would claim as a part of the human experience. And it's okay if that's not, if you're not ready for that yet, that's, that's absolutely okay. Though I will say, I feel like in, in the way that there's this collective shift happening, this is why conversations like this are so important Mm -hmm. because while I certainly and appreciate honor people that are very um, obedient to their laws and their traditions and their, um, you know, their hardcore truth, 
um, they've got to maybe not be the loudest voices in the room anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that has been a, an interesting dynamic for me because I'm, I believe in being respectful and listening. Um, but I'm not really in a space anymore where I'm okay to just staying quiet because that's what I was conditioned to do is you just, oh no, you just agree because this person in authority says that this is what's true, mm-hmm. whether it's a religious leader or it's a politician or it's, you know, whatever, like you've got to check in and find out, wait, that doesn't, that doesn't feel right. Explore it. Um, and I, and I think we have to take into account again, just going back to harmonizing the divine feminine and masculine wisdom, knowledge is a part of how we make decisions. Mm-hmm. Spirituality isn't void of data. <laughs> Spirituality isn't void of like reality, right? Yeah. It's, it's um, the 5D merging with the 3D is a really cool way to uh, see things because you really are taking the best of, of everything that we've got, which includes, you know, logic, reason, data, facts. There's a difference between facts and truth, right? And so uh, I think that's part of the harmonizing process is it's not, we don't abandon everything we've learned in the 3D to be in the spiritual realm all the time mm-hmm. and, and or vice versa. You know, we, we can't just hang on to everything we've learned in the 3D because it really is this mystic spiritual realm in which things get cleared up (laughs) things get uh uh, put back into place right but somewhere again in that harmonizing is where like this balance comes into place and we can appreciate everything this world has to offer Mm -hmm. and whatever realms are out there we can access that wisdom Mm -hmm. as well yeah that's uh very, very interesting um, what you just said and just something that, you know, kind of came in, in my mind um, a little bit ago that I kind of want to come back to is um, you and Stacy were talking about the message, you know, the, the message, you know, providing the message. And, and to me, I think, you know, the message is just part of it, you know, the, the, the message of, you know, uh, divine masculine divine feminine you know are 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 equal and they should coexist rather than make it this power struggle that we've been doing for as long as we've been doing it for you know and and just like with you removing the periods i would like to remove the power you know um because and and this is something that that we've talked about before and we and we were talking about with you as well is that you know the the world needs leaders you know, the world needs uh, different kind of leaders, spiritual leaders, you know, uh, people that are willing to um, help people to ascend, you know, to, to help people be better rather than push them down, right? But, you know, when, when you think leader in a three-dimensional standpoint, you know, immediately the mind goes to power. Yeah. The leader has the power, you know, where it shouldn't be that way at all. You know, the, the, the power is, with, is within the individual, which then goes into the collective you know, but it's never, a, you know, somebody's more powerful than somebody else, you know, and I think um, with me anyway, you know, when I, when I, I, I watch these gurus and, you know, I, I read what they have to say and all these spiritual leaders and stuff, it is really hard to not think about 
their position of power to not think about you know i i'll never be up to their level quote unquote you know and um that's why when i was saying that message the message is only half of it the message from them is only half of it the other half is you know of the individual to not only accept the message but put the message in their into their own practice you know so it is you know one and the other it's not just i received a message you know i'm good to go you know <laughs> there's there are certain people like Eckhart Tolle that had that like just profound you know on the verge of suicide and then boom and his whole like life just changed overnight there are those instances unfortunately that's not the same for every individual you know but um but yeah but i you know i i do believe you know like like we've been talking about you know it doesn't matter what gender you are it doesn't matter what race creed color religion it doesn't matter what you are in the three-dimensional because you know we all i feel have the same purpose and goal and that is you know to to find that pure unconditional love and to be able to be lifted by that pure unconditional love with each other you know so um but yeah i just that uh you know just kind of entered my mind the whole you know message is 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 half and then putting it into practice is the other half um but speaking of practices and you kind of touched on this too I'm a little intrigued to know. So what type of like coaching do you do provide people? Because all we really talked about so far is the podcast. So what's the other half? (laughs) I have a master's degree in sport and performance psychology. So that's like the, I call it like my worldly title or whatever. Um, Love to dive into human performance. So just what you would think of as like mental skills, coaching and training. That is my background. That's my area of expertise over the course of in the last 10 years, I mean, my knowledge and wisdom of that has expanded. And then I've merged that with the, could we call it the spiritual side or psychic side or whatever you want, you know, again, whatever language you want to call it. So working with people one-on-one is more about what is it that, where do you want to go and how do you want to get there? And then I coach in that I'm the gap, right? And one thing that I feel really strongly about and this still is goes along with what we're talking about is you know the research has shown us that you know goal setting is helpful and having a focus and a direction all the all of those things are awesome and and I will never stop preaching that because that is actually still generally an optimal result for for performance a slightly different approach that I take to human performance is drawing more attention on and highlighting, amplifying, um, spotlighting, what are you already good at? That has actually not gotten enough attention in terms of how does, how does what we're already good at and amplifying that Mm -hmm. so many times just owning your gifts and talents, your innate gifts and talents, you start to recognize the things that are really hard for you start to become easier. Mm. or fall away completely Mm -hmm. when we focus all the time on improving and it's the try hard fail cycle in in the psychology but when we're when we're constantly trying harder i talk about this when we goal set like if if a client comes to me and says well i i do a lot of corporate work so public speaking and running a meeting is a pretty common thing that i work with Mm -hmm. 
So say somebody says, well, I, I can't think in a meeting. I, I'm not, I try so hard to be, to have my voice heard. And I just, I don't, and I tell them right then and there, try hard. What does that mean? We don't know that. What does try hard even mean, mm-hmm. right? This is where I, I like to be able to put clear pictures around intention. And what is it that you're already good at? People don't lack knowledge. My the client that I was just thinking of, she did not lack the knowledge to communicate in the meeting. It was her belief around the way she was communicating. It wasn't even the knowledge. So we focus a ton on, on prep and you know this and um, really spotlighting her. She was a sub, uh, subject matter expert that people frequently came to for problem solving and, and uh, solutioning. We amplified her skill set and her her belief that she couldn't effectively communicate in the meetings. Just it it just on its own self corrected, mm-hmm. and so I feel like that's something that's so powerful when we're working about when we're learning about ourselves, is what are you already innately good at and own it. This mm-hmm. is not pride. This you know we're so again conditioned where like if you know that you have a gift to offer. Well, no, you got to hide that sucker because you can't, you can't come across as selfish or prideful or ego or whatever. And I, I like to give people language around that so that they're like, this is what I have to offer. Come to me because I'm going to come to you when I, so that we can collaborate and work together. Right. This is the, again, the masculine feminine. Hey, I'm coming to you for help, but are you coming to me? Because I got some crazy, mad skills. Let's own it. Let's own that we're incredible human beings. Mm -hmm. We don't need to walk around dimly lit, focused Mm -hmm. on the one or two things that were basically, oh, I'm crap at that. Yeah, I'm not good. (laughs) I was never a good three-point shooter in basketball. I'm 5'11". I was not going to be a point guard, right? Now they probably are. But when I played, I never developed as a three-point shooter. Cry me a river. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life worrying about if I was a good three-point shooter in high school, Mm. right? So we're already incredible. We got to own it. We got to live it. We got to vibrate it. We got to learn how to house that powerful vibration because the few things that we aren't good at, I don't think that they're actually made to self-correct. I think that's where we go and ask for help. Mm. That's where we go and partner with somebody and say, I'm not very good at this. Mm-hmm. Or hello, pass the ball to the point guard that can shoot the three, whatever it is. Sorry, I can talk sports all day long too. So that is why I'm passionate about working in, in corporate work because so many times we have powerful independent contributors, but they walk around with their um, opportunity report that is telling them everything that they lack. And my job is to go in and say, I want to know everything you're killing it because we're going to highlight it. We're going to amplify it. We're going to get you walking a little bit brighter. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden those things, again, I don't put blinders on that. There aren't growth opportunities. Mm -hmm. There certainly are. Um, But until you're, you're filled up, you are always running on an empty tank. If you focus on everything that you're not good at Mm -hmm. empty tank. I I absolutely love that because, you know, it's so true. I think we can, you know, some people might naturally be good at say math or, you know, some people are, you know, that just doesn't come natural for them. Like for me, algebra was like not the, uh, 
the I, I just I I don't want to say how many times it took, but it took a couple times to get through college algebra. And um, you know, I was like, but that's not my strength. My my strength was like social science and you know, working on, on those natural things. I, I excelled in that. And so but yeah, if we take all of our, um, you know, and if we take, take our energy and put it toward what we're good at, we can really hone in on those gifts that we came here. I believe we came here with these gifts that we can, you know, give to the world. And that's what, you know, how we can activate each other. That's how we can provide our soul's purpose and truly tap into our sovereignty, our flow, the energy that we are here to put out into the world and truly make a difference and in our own, you know, soul's growth and our soul's purpose. And because I see, um, you know, when people truly come into community, right, and they can share those gifts in this community and they're all like, collaborating the energy is created and there's so much power in that and and we can truly feel that energy and finally i think feel like we are using our our truth our voice and you know opening up our soul to to be in this world that you know and, and creating this connection rather than separation you know so i think that that all plays a role in, in that piece. Well, and in group dynamic, to your point, we the what you can create, and I and I think that you are going here is when people can be vulnerable, mm. when there is trust within mm -hmm. any tribe, whether it's corporate, whether it's a team, whether it's a family, mm -hmm. it's a community, um, you know, volunteer group, it's mm -hmm. a church congregation, whatever group dynamic, insert yourself until there's vulnerability, creativity and, and communication. And that explosion of progress mm -hmm. is always going to feel like somebody is paddling uphill mm -hmm. and it does become exhausting. It's why I think we lose sometimes some of our best athletes, some of our best, uh, work per, you know, people in the workplace, um, they tap out they're exhausted. Mm -hmm. And part of that is the, the environment of when you have to paddle upstream all the time. Um, it's, it's actually normal to say I, I'm out. I, I've got to yeah. go do something different where I can use my gifts, use my talents and mm -hmm. uh, you know, and progress. And I, and I think that that's healthy change as well, which is why I felt like too, in our society, we are shifting in and out of different tribes. Uh, mm -hmm. People are leaving certain jobs. They are moving towards a, a job or employment that is more like their passion. I mean, you two, your story of starting this podcast is fascinating, right? So we're, we're moving in that direction. And it's so, it's healthy to give each other permission to say, if you need to leave me, if, if, if like you got to leave this job or you need to leave this team or um, you're whatever, you, let's celebrate people going and doing mm -hmm. rather than shaming them for uh, the change. Yeah. And I think Absolutely. that, you know, all of that change and, and learning to open up to our vulnerabilities, you know, even as we're learning our gifts, if it's something that we're passionate about, you know, and we're, but we're still learning how to, you know, be, be good at it. It's something, you know, that, that vulnerability, I think we, you know, opening up to that, that's part of that feminine energy to be learning to be vulnerable within that space 
And so that's, you know, transforming and giving ourselves permission uh, to, to learn and grow within that space as well. So thank you so much, uh, Rachel. Um, so I'm wondering if you could tell our listeners where they can find you and where you're currently, what you're currently working on. Sure. The podcast She's Awake is on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, pretty much the, wherever you're listening to a podcast, you'll be able to find She's Awake. And you can reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, she's Awake. I'll, this will, I'm sure it'll be in the show notes, but just mm, yes. She's Awake podcast. You can search that. Or um, I do have a private Facebook group for the podcast. If any of your uh, community members are interested in joining that, that's of course, it's free, um, more engagement interaction with me. People can reach out to me through that. Or you can private message me through Facebook, Rachel Grant Dixon, or she's awake podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to just, I know what I always say to people, you can send me an email. So you know, some people are like, great, email is my thing, it's my jam. And other people are like, email? <laughs> I haven't read an email in three years. You know, like it's so funny. Everybody um, uses their technology differently. So that, uh, those three places, so email, she's awake podcast at gmail.com, Facebook or Instagram are the best ways if uh, anyone would like to reach out to me. And I'd love for people to, to join the she's awake community. That's fabulous. And if not, um, just, I love this opportunity to collaborate with the, this is the tribe, you know, we're, we're doing this thing and these kinds of experiences are edifying for the three of us. But I know that each one of us intentionally is sending this out so that we all can benefit when we're, and vibration doesn't die. Mm -hmm. So when you're ready to get hit with that vibration, you know, mm -hmm. in a very gentle kind of way, <laughs> yeah. when you step into that vibration, it will be there for you. Mm -hmm. So this may, five years from now, somebody may listen to this podcast and go, this is exactly what I needed to hear today. Mm -hmm. And so to those people that are, that, that transcend time, mm -hmm. you're always welcome. Mm -hmm. This message is always here for you. And that is really exciting. And I love that about, I was actually meditating on your guys's um, Be the Love, uh, that title this morning. Mm. And I love the word be, mm. be the love. And, and one day I was meditating on love and I just said, what is love? And again, the English language, it was light over various experiences. Mm. And since we travel with shadow, it is all of it. It's, it's what we have to offer in the moment with we're doing the best we can with what we know at that time. Mm. And it's the level of light and wisdom that we have at that time. Mm -hmm. So be the love is such an incredible, um, something to embody. It's some, yeah, it's, there's a direction there if that is your intent to be, to be the love, to be the light over various experiences. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I would honor that anyone that was taking that journey for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, I, it's always been just the message I've received, you know, and it's been, I've been in alignment with that message for so long. You know, I, I've always like, yeah, it's my, my, my motto, like, you know, probably my, I received that, that message in like probably my late twenties, you know, be the love you wish to see in the world. Right. And Gandhi said, be the change. You know, I was like, I want to be the love, um, you know, and, and cause that's, what's gonna, 
gonna, yeah, when you're, when you are, when you're coming for that place of love, you're, you're shifting the vibration, you're being that, you know, and you're spreading that to others, whether or not, you know, um, they, they can see it or not at the time. It's like, I want to stand with you and, and just love you right now, because that's what we're all about. And so, you know, I've had to do a lot of work on that, but it is just that strong, you know, message. And it's, uh, yeah, when you be in that, that space, it's um, very powerful to just be, and we don't have to do, we just, we can just be. <laughs> so thank you. And thank you, Rachel, so much for being here with us today and sharing in this conscious conversation. It's been absolutely beautiful. And thank you for listening to our show. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you've enjoyed this show, we would absolutely love a five-star written review on iTunes. And of course, please share the love by sharing it with your friends. And if you want to support the work that we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And until next time, love yourself, love each other and love the world. We love you. Love you guys. Take care. We'll talk to you later. We at Be The Love Podcast are honored to be supporting the Komodi Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization in Uganda that is working to build a school that will promote and support healthcare, education, skills development, feeding the hungry, human rights, and environmental defenders. Their goal is to work with young mothers and single mothers, street children, and vulnerable families who lack nurture as they guide them to become productive individuals, which will lead to a productive generation. Please see our show notes on how to become a donor, mentor, volunteer, or sponsor. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be The Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.